Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 364 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Luke chapter 24 today and our focus is on what does it mean to be clothed with power from on high? The best and only biblical church growth method. Well, hey, thanks for joining us on this penultimate episode of the show. We have one more episode tomorrow, and don't worry, we're not going anywhere for 2022. Things are going to be a little different, but I believe this feed of the show will still be active, so please do stay subscribed, and maybe you can join us the first week of January and see where we're going from here. I do want to invite you to check out our website. It's Bible2021.com. That's Bible2021.com. As I often tell you, every episode of the show has a written transcript on that site, all 364 episodes so far, as well as a contact page where you can contact us with questions or comments. Well, what can we learn about who we are and how we are to fulfill our calling as Christians in 2022 from a bunch of Middle Easterners that lived almost 2,000 years ago? Well, at the end of Luke 24, Jesus has been resurrected. He's surrounded by his followers, and he tells them that he's going to send them out to the entire world to carry the good news of his resurrection and his teaching. This is the Great commission that we see in Luke 24. But before they go out, before they take the gospel to the world, before they engage in the most important mission in history, the great mission of Jesus, which we call the Great Commission, before that, as important as that is, before that, he gives them an incredibly even more important command, I guess you could say, because it comes before the Great Commission. And that command is stay in the city until they are clothed with power from on high. Well, Acts 1.8 elaborates a little bit more on that mission from Jesus, and it says, quoting Jesus, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. And Acts 1.14 shows us how the disciples obeyed that command of Jesus to stay where they were until they were clothed with power. Acts 1.14 says all these were continually united in prayer along with the women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. So the disciples were instructed to by Jesus to stay in Jerusalem until they were clothed or filled or endued with power from on high. So they basically quarantined themselves until the Holy Spirit came on them in power. And indeed, the Holy Spirit did fall on them and empowered them. And this it's the same Holy Spirit that empowered and filled them then that is active today in you, if you're a follower of Jesus, and in your church, if it is following Jesus. We may not be in a place of quarantine right now, but... Well, things are a little dodgy around the world, and there's not been a better time in our lives than now to seek the fullness of God and the depth of relationship with His Spirit that Jesus has promised us. This is the hour to be comforted by the peace of Jesus and clothed in the power by the Spirit of Jesus. Well, the first century church exploded in growth despite persecution everywhere it went, and despite not having a lot of money or resources or building, it had unprofessionally trained leaders. It didn't have a lot of property or treasure. It had no civic or government influence, but it did have the empowerment or the clothing of the Holy Spirit of God. And 
Friends, you and I, our churches, we must again sit down and wait for the Holy Spirit. Seek Him in prayer. When we are clothed with power from on high, our witness to Jesus and for Jesus will be unstoppable and irrefutable. Maybe with COVID raging right now, we're stuck inside our homes a little more than we'd like, but maybe also this is a sovereignly appointed time for us to sit down and seek to be clothed in the person and the power of the Holy Spirit. We, we talked yesterday about my first pastor, Reverend Frank Barker, who pastored a church in Birmingham called Briarwood Presbyterian that exploded in growth during the first decades of, it, of its existence. And we talked about how Frank Barker was a mighty man of God, a man of humility, and a man of prayer, but maybe not the best orator, the most forceful personality. So how did the church grow? Dr. Barker attributed the growth of Briarwood Presbyterian to prayer. The people prayed, and specifically in the early years of the church, there was a group of men who met on Saturdays for a prayer breakfast who prayed and fueled the growth of the church. Well, God fueled the growth of the church as they prayed and sought him. And this is no surprise or new church growth gimmick. This is the way it was from the very beginning of the church. When God's people are clothed in the power of his Holy Spirit, they will reach the lost and make disciples of Jesus, and there is no other biblical way other than that one to grow God's church. And of this clothing with power, Brother Charles Spurgeon wrote, a man with God's Holy Spirit within him, can anybody estimate his worth? God says that he will make a man more precious than the gold of Ophir, but to a man filled with his spirit, mines of rubies or of diamonds cannot be set in comparison. When the eleven apostles went forth on the day of Pentecost, endowed by the Spirit of God, there were forces in the world whose very tramp might make it quiver beneath their feet. God send us once more many of his servants within whom he has put his spirit in an imminent and conspicuous and obvious manner, and then we will see bright days at indeed. The command to such still is wait or tarry until you are endued with power from on high. The promise of the Father was, as you know, the gift of the Holy Spirit. By this gift, our Lord's rising again into glory was celebrated. The Holy Spirit was the heavenly largesse of the great King by which he did, he did honor to the return of his Son to his ancient throne. The apostles and the other disciples were to wait for this gift. They might have to wait for some days, but it is better to wait for divine equipment than to go out to holy service in our own strength. All that you do will have to be undone unless it is done in the power of the Holy Spirit. But wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Has that command ever struck some people who profess to be serving the Lord? Are there not men who preach whom God never sent to preach? The best advice we could give them would be, wait. Are there not some who teach and some who take office in the church whom God has never endured with gifts or grace for such work? Powerless workers stand in the way of true workers. They block up the path of those whom God sends to serve him. Well, powerful and stirring words from Brother Spurgeon. Let's read our chapter for the day, which is Luke chapter 24, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came to the tomb, bringing the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They went in, but did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And while they were perplexed by this, suddenly two men stood by them in dazzling clothes. So the women were terrified and bowed down to the ground. 
Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Asked the men. He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, It is necessary that the Son of Man be betrayed into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and rise on the third day. And they remembered his words. Returning from the tomb, they reported all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them were telling the apostles these things, but these words seemed like nonsense to them, and they did not believe the women. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. When he stooped to look in, he saw only the linen cloths, so he went away amazed at what had happened. Now that same day, two of them were on their way to a village called Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. Together they were discussing everything that had taken place, and while they were discussing and arguing, Jesus himself came near and began to walk along with them. But they were prevented from recognizing him. Then he asked them, What is this dispute that you're having with each other as you're walking? And they stopped walking and looked discouraged. The one named Cleopas answered him, Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that happened in these days? Uh, What things? he asked them. So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who is a prophet, powerful in action and speech before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we were hoping that he was the one who was about to redeem Israel. Besides all this, it's the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women from our group astounded us. They arrived early at the tomb, and when they didn't find his body, they came and reported that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they didn't see him. And he said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Wasn't it necessary for the Messiah to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted for them the things concerning himself and all the scriptures. They came near the village where they were going, and he gave the impression that he was going farther, but they urged him, stay with us, because it's almost evening, and now the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. It was as he reclined at the table with them that he took the bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, but... He disappeared from their sight. They said to each other, Weren't our hearts burning within us while he was talking with us on the road and explaining the scriptures to us? That very hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and those with them gathered together who said, The Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then they began to describe what had happened on the road and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. As they were saying these things, he himself stood in their midst and he said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled, and they thought they were seeing a ghost. Why are you troubled, he asked them, and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet, and that it is I, myself. Touch me and see, because a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you can see I have. Having said this, he showed them his hands and feet, but while they were still amazed and in disbelief because of their joy, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish in his Took, he took it and ate in their presence. He told them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. He also said to them, This is what is written, The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for forgiveness of sins will be proclaimed in his name to all of the nations beginning at Jerusalem. 
You are witnesses of these things. And look, I am sending you what my father promised. As for you, stay in the city until you are empowered from on high. Then he led them out to the vicinity of Bethany and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was carried up into heaven. After worshiping him, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy and they were continually in the temple praising God. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, we close with our Bible memory passage for the month of December. It is, of course, Revelation 5.12. Let's say it together. They said with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Yes. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.